you're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. I hope you are having a wonderful hump day because today is Wednesday um, or whatever day you're listening to this. I hope you are getting ready for a fun weekend ahead. Or if it is the weekend, I hope you are having a very Liddy City weekend. Um, I hope you've snagged some fizzy housewives-inspired rosé for yourself, packing a punch and 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my housewives watch and wine that I designed with my pals at Elix. You guys, we have four fun OG designs. I'm ready to steal Kim's goddamn house. I'm ready to flip a table. I'm ready to mention it all. And now tell me who gon' check me, boo. You're going to want to stock up at nofilterwine.com. That's nofilterwine.com. And don't worry, if you are in the process of doing my 21-day no-sugar detox, this is clean wine, and it doesn't have sugar in it. It has less than a gram of sugar. So technically, it counts on our sugar detox, which a lot of you have asked me about. I, I did kick off my 21 day, twenty one days of no sugar. If you guys want to join me, all the details are on my Instagram account, at JustPlainZach. Um, so you can join it there. We'll be going live on that account at Just Plain Zach Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. So if you want to join in, we'll check in and be like, how's everybody doing? How you feeling? What's going on? But one of the biggest questions I've been asked about people that do want to join the um, the sugar detox is whether or not alcohol is allowed. And I'm saying like... You don't, I mean, obviously, if you're going to do 21 days of no sugar, like, you should probably cut alcohol, too. But I understand that, like, listen, life isn't that easy. Life isn't that perfect. Life isn't that glamorous. And we don't like deprivation or restriction. So if you do want to drink, like, I've told myself, like, I don't plan on drinking. But if there's a special occasion that I'm going to limit myself to, like, one night a week, one night a week, two drink maximum, and I will stick to the cleaner options. So a vodka as in like a vodka soda with lemon or a Blanco, like the clear tequila, as in a tequila soda with some lime. You know, those are the two options. And obviously, no filter wine is also an option. It's a fizzy rosé. It's delicious. There's no sugar in it. So those are the three options that are 21-day sugar detox approved. But like I said, try not to drink. Like I'm not drinking throughout the week. It's only like if it's a weekend, if it's somebody's birthday, if it's a special occasion, if I'm going out to dinner, you know, that's where I'm sticking. So we can go 21 days without alcohol, but I understand dry January is a little boring and life happens and celebrations happen. We don't want to deprive ourselves. So yes, that is to answer everybody's questions because I have been getting a few DMs about what about alcohol? There you go. That's my answer about alcohol. So stock up on no filter rosé at nofilterwine.com. Okay, so much to break down. We have some relationship news between Lala and James, Lindsay and Carl. We also have an affair rumor that's been snuck out, that's been slipped out with Mary Cosby. Her cousin is putting her on blast. And Brittany Cartwright's got a new J-O-B. She's ready for it. Let's get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay, so let's open things up with Lala, Ken, and James Kennedy. So they addressed dating rumors now that they're both single when they were on Watch What Happens Live this week. Lala says that, uh, that it was one of the questions about whether or not they would consider dating now that Lala's broken up with Randall and James is, 
engagement to Raquel has also ended, which if you guys haven't caught Raquel's interview on the Shenanigans podcast with Sheena Shea, she really mentions it all about how she had to put together like an entire plan to leave James because she was afraid of how he was going to react and how Thanksgiving was kind of like the final straw for the two of them. And she knew that she was just ready to move on and she didn't want to be in this relationship anymore and how he actually surprisingly took it really well and how they're trying to remain an active friendship with each other. So that's a really good interview with Raquel on the Shenanigans podcast with Sheena Shea. But Lala and James addressed the rumors of if dating would be on the table for the two of them. And Lala basically said that she doesn't think that James is ready to be a stepdad. Obviously, we know she has a baby. She has Ocean. Would James be willing to kind of be play daddy? Daddy? Daddy James Kennedy? I don't think James wants to be a a daddy. I think he wants to be a single bachelor. I think he wants to enjoy. Well, I don't know. I kind of, when you watch this season of Vanderpump Rules, he does seem to want to slow things down. He is sober. He does talk, talk about wanting to give up weed, wanting to get married. So it seems like he was looking for a bit of a tamer lifestyle, but it doesn't seem like Lala is really ready to allow James to be baby daddy or step baby daddy because Randall's baby daddy. James, however, said, you know, at this point in his life, never say never, kind of just like left it open. It sounds like James would be open to dating Lala, but I think Lala was politely trying to say like, look, she's not interested in in that right now. And she shouldn't be interested in that right now. Not just with James, I, but I think with any man. I would understand if right now she was like repelling dick, if any sort of dick to her just was not of interest. Because I think right now she needs to kind of take some time to take care of herself and take care of baby Ocean. She went through a major breakup, very public breakup, a very humiliating breakup. And that takes time to like heal. I think if James can be a good supportive friend for her right now, and on top of being a supportive friend, they can hopefully develop their relationship and deepen the relationship. And maybe that's something down the line. But I think she needs to process the breakup with Randall and James needs a little time to grow a little more. You know, I think he needs a little more time to mature a bit like a fine wine. Let's hope he gets better with time and doesn't spoil, but we'll see. I think he needs a little more. He needs a few more years to get his his old bad boy ways out of his system to where he's fully ready. If he's already talking about marriage and he's living a sober lifestyle and wanting to give up weed and wanting to focus on building his business, I think that those are great goals and things to focus on for him right now. Give him about two, three more years, and then I think he'll be ready to kind of settle down and, and want to have a family. And maybe at that point, Lala will be open to dating him. I think I could see them I don't know. I kind of, I don't see Lala with James though. I see Lala with like a man, man, like an older man, a wealthy man, a stable man, a successful man. Not to say that James can't be any of those things, but I just still see James as very much of a boy. So we'll see. I mean, they may be in each other's lives down the down the line. Like they may, their paths may overlap, but I think now is definitely not the time. We have the Vanderpump Rules uh, uh, finale that's coming out next week. I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but I know it's all about Brock's new fitness app. They're doing the promo shoots. I saw all of their photos, which was awesome to see them all come out and support Brocky Davies 
and Sheena obviously is getting engaged, but we see next week is the finale, which I'm excited for. I think the season in this these past couple of weeks has gotten progressively better. Like I said, I haven't seen this week's episode yet, but I think it's gotten progressively better. And I think I know a lot of people are like, we need to cancel, Van- we need to cancel Vanderpump Rules. Cut that shit. We're done. Throw it away. I think we need to give it a minute because I'm also thinking like, well, what about New York? Like right now in New York, they're trying to revamp it or even OC. They're in the process of revamping and we've seen this happen in the past. Like we hated Puppy Gate on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? We thought that that was a bad season. I actually enjoyed that season. I think the seasons prior with like Pantygate, I thought the Pantygate season was pretty rough. And I thought the season where they fought over, where Dorit and Kyle were fighting over who loved Lisa or who Lisa loved more. I thought that was a really stupid season. And if we would have killed Beverly Hills at that point where it was in a lull, where it had a bad season, then we would have never got this most recent season with all of the Erica Jane stuff or the season before that with the Brandy and Denise stuff. Like, I think we've had some really solid seasons that have come after some really bad seasons. I wouldn't say that this is necessarily a terrible season for Vanderpump Rules. It's definitely not their best and it's not their strongest. But I think there's going to need to be a minute of transition for us to kind of figure shit out. Same thing with Jersey. Season six was not a great season when we had the twins and we had Amber Marchese. That was a rough season. But then we came back and we brought in Margaret and we brought in Jackie and we brought in Dolores and we brought in Siggy and, you know, all these other players that helped get it to where it is right now. And I think Jersey is killing it right now. Like we would have never had a Teresa versus Jackie, you know, Evan getting his dick sucked up at the at the club round at the gym roundup had we not gone through those bad seasons. So I'm actually like, you know what? Let's give Vanderpump another season and let's see where we go with this. Let's see if we can actually salvage and save the show because I think if we cut it when it's at its worst, we've seen some of our favorite shows be at their worst and be able to recover from that. And I have faith in Vanderpump. I just do. Not in Lisa Vanderpump, but in the show Vanderpump Rules. And I like that we don't have a lot of sir this season. Like that's not like shoved down our throats, which is a great vibe. All right, guys, I'm sure if you're feeling anything like me, you need a post-holiday detox. Whether it's a little bloat or some puff in the face or just a lack of energy, I know I'm ready to get back on track, which is why I'm kicking off my 2022 with a sugar detox, which basically means no sugar for 21 days straight. I know it sounds a little crazy, but I try to do it at least once a year, especially after the holidays. And this year, I'm excited because I've partnered with my pals at Pure Cane to help me stay on track, meet my goals while still satisfying my sweet tooth. Pure Cane is an all-natural, zero-calorie sweetener made from sugar cane. It's keto-friendly, it's diabetic-friendly, and it tastes just like regular sugar. It's super tasty, and you won't even notice a difference. It's the perfect substitute for all of our favorite recipes, which I know I'll probably be sharing a few of them on my Instagram stories as I share my 21-day detox with you guys. So stay tuned on Instagram or join along. I'm kicking it off on January 11th, and it's going to be 21 days of no sugar. My cabinet's already stocked with pure cane, so I suggest you do the same. They've got baking sweetener, they've got brown sweetener, they've got confectioner sweetener, everything you need, they've got it. They've even launched a new electrolyte drink mix to help support your immune system. So if you're ready to make some sweeter choices for yourself this new year, join me and give pure cane a try. It's available on Amazon, or you can always head over to purecane.com. That's purecane.com. 
divvying over from the West Coast to the East Coast, we do have a couple alert, a confirmed couple alert, and it is not Paige and Craig, even though we love us some Paige and Craig. I love me some Craig. I think Craig is just like a cutie patootie and Paige is hot and they're just like one hot sexy couple. But they're not the only ones making headlines anymore. We had Lindsay Hubbard confirming that she is officially dating Carl Radke ahead of the Summer House premiere. She confirmed this to Evan Reel of Page Six. She did an interview with him and she was like, yes, it's true. We're dating. Sounds like a great PR move just in time for the new season of Summer House to start. But you know what? I ain't mad about it. I am not mad about it. They're like, we're going to get these ratings, baby, which we all know we're going to watch because not only was the trailer explosive when we had like, who was it? Danielle and there was somebody else and they were like throwing the, the wine and it was just like a big thing at the thing and the table and the summer house. And oh my God, it's, the season looks juicy. Okay. It looks juicy. We're also going to want to watch it to see how the relationship between Craig and Paige develops. We know that the hot Italian is joining Summer House. So it'll be interesting to see how they're like, I'm curious if we're going to get to see the start of Paige and Craig or if they're already dating going into it and we're going to see the end of the Italian and the intro of Craig. I mean, I guess it was filmed last summer. I feel like by the end of summer, Craig and Paige were like dating before they became like official official. So... I feel like we're probably going to see a bit of her dating the Italian before we get the full picture with her and Craig, which I enjoy and I'm happy happy about that. I don't know how much of Lindsay and Carl we're going to get, though, because it just recently, a couple months ago, we were talking about Lindsay and Austin. So I feel like Lindsay and Carl have to be like a new item. But I wonder if or like a new official relationship. But I wonder if during Summer House, there was a little bit more flirting with them, if they danced on the line a little bit more, if there was a little more finger banging. Like, listen, I would love to be finger banged by Carl in the backseat. Actually, I personally don't like getting finger banged, but like I rubbed is one thing. Finger banged is a whole other thing. No, thank you. But like, you know, I wouldn't mind riding Carl. I mean, climbing Carl like a tree. Hello, daddy. Call her daddy, baby. Yeah. But whatever. I think they make a cute couple. I think they balance each other out. They have a longstanding friendship. They, you know, can... I think Carl's really tame. Lindsay's really wild. And they, you know, help to... They're kind of like the yin to the yang. They have a lot of history together. And I think I think it could actually work out. I think Carl may be the one that she actually needs. Is Lindsay what Carl needs? I don't know. But I think Carl is definitely what Lindsay needs. And I wouldn't be mad if it worked out for them. Good for them. Okay, let's talk about Salt Lake City. Hi. Mary Cosby. She apparently had an affair. And it is now being exposed. So Mary Cosby's cousin Dan appeared on Sherelle's World, which is like a YouTube series that talks about stuff happening in reality TV world, a lot of housewife stuff. But anyway, she had on Dan and Dan reveals that Mary is a lot more wicked than we've seen of her on the real housewives of Salt Lake city. He claims that she and Cameron, um, Lisa Barlow's friend. We saw him, I think, a couple of times this season talking about Mary, spilling like the tea on Mary. I believe he talked to Meredith about her. Whitney also called Cameron to get the dirt on Mary since Lisa Barlow was kind of spreading it. So the cousin, cousin Dan, is revealing that Mary and Cameron had an affair. And like, I don't know 
if it's just that, you know, I mean, come on, are we really going to pretend that she enjoys banging her grandpa? Because like, I wouldn't be surprised if like she was trying to get something somewhere else. Because I mean, I mean, or maybe she really likes the grand. I don't know. It's gross to even think about her banging her grandpa or even like dating her or even being married. Like, I don't know. It's just it's not a cute vibe. But Dan claims that his daughter was dating Cameron for about like three or four years. They were part of Mary's church. Mary and her granddaddy, I guess they refer to him as Bishop. So Bishop and Mary would do counseling for people. So Cameron and his girlfriend, who's Dan's daughter, came in to see Mary and her granddaddy slash husband for counseling. And Mary apparently convinced them to break up with each other. And then they did. And days following their breakup, Mary went over to Cameron's house and allegedly she made him touch her hot pocket. She made him stuff her hot pocket with pepperoni. I don't know. But I, uh, I don't know. Apparently that's what Cameron told Dan because Dan asked like, "What? Why didn't Mary go to your house? Like, what happened?" And he's like, "Well, she made me touch her down her no no place, and like, I, I couldn't say no no because she's God." And so that is now the new rumor that is circulating, which makes me think like, could this be part of the reason that Cameron was so adamant about outing Mary and trying to take her down? I wonder if the other housewives knew about this and maybe that's why Whitney and Lisa were kind of adamant about exposing the alleged abuse going on at her church because maybe it wasn't just financial abuse with like getting people to give up all their money. But now there's this allegation that's coming from Dan. And I would imagine that Dan is not going to be the first person to speak out. I know people are now starting to like spread some of their experiences on social media with Mary's church, but it looks like they're coming for her. And I don't know if she has enough Jesus to send after to send after everybody, but let's just, I mean, I don't, it could be part of the reason, like he could have told Whitney and Lisa in confidence about this. And that's probably why they're like, okay, well we need to expose this. And it's more than just giving up all of this money for, to, you know, the church, it's the fact that she was taking advantage of people and not just like taking advantage of them and getting them to like believe that she's God, but taking advantage of them in like this way sexually as well. And then we have Meredith, who's so fiercely like defending her, which makes me think it makes me wonder like, well, shit, what does Mary have on her? What is Mary holding against her? Because at this point, if you're hearing all of these things, like I get it when somebody's your friend, you're like, okay, well, I know my friend and I know who my friend is as a person. So let me believe them. But at the same time, it's also like, but at what point do you try to figure out, you know, what the situation is versus just blindly supporting your friend? Because I would understand if they had like a real good friendship and relationship, but I don't see Meredith and Mary having that great of a longstanding relationship where they kiki together and they go to drinks and they hang out and their husbands are cool. Like, I just don't see that vibe from the two of them. So it's like, I feel like Mary has something on Meredith and that's why Meredith is so blindly just supporting Mary at this point. But yeah, I definitely don't understand it. But what I do know is that these ladies, a lot of these ladies have some skeletons in their closet. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, on that note, though, Andy Cohen did confirm that Mary has officially quit Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So we can officially put that, put that to rest. Mary Cosby will not be back for a third season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, probably because a lot of the stuff about her church was coming out. And it's one thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess you wouldn't really run. Well, I mean, I talked about this with like the Erica Jane stuff. You know, I was like, guilty people run. Guilty people hide. Guilty people don't want to face the music. You know, one thing about Erica that I gave her credit for is that she didn't run. She stayed, she filmed, she taped the reunion, she kept pushing forward, 
And I think, you know, at least she, like at the reunion, she answered all the questions. She answered them fairly honestly and fairly like in depth as much as she could legally. I think, you know, legalities prevented her from revealing some things, but I feel like she gave a lot more than she probably should have. And other lawyers have agreed with that. So not to say that she didn't know certain things, but I think, you know, she was willing to kind of face the heat. Whereas Mary is clearly not facing the heat, and I think you run when you're guilty. Not to say that she is guilty, but I think, you know, the more that this stuff comes out, it's not looking good. I'm curious to see what the church, like what her parishioners think of her now that all of this has come out. I'm curious to to know what they thought when she decided to join the show and whether or not they thought that this was a good thing or a bad thing and how they're feeling about her now that all of these allegations are coming out. Mary hasn't responded to any of the allegations. She's kind of laying low, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure she has a good publicist that's advising her on that, or maybe she has her granddaddy telling her just like lay low and don't address it, but we won't be seeing her at the reunion, which I'm a little bummed about because I kind of wanted to see her go toes with all the other ladies and have to like sit in that hot seat and face it. But she did the cowardly thing, which was to dip out like Lisa Vanderpump. And she said, nope, not going to do it. Thank you. Next. Bye. On a happier note, though, we have Brittany Cartwright, formerly of Vanderpump Rules, married to Jax Taylor, and she just announced that she's going to be the new spokesperson for Jenny Craig. And initially, I was like, wow, Brittany still working and Jenny Craig still a thing? But good for her. She announced that this week that she's joining their new Max Up program, and it's going to help her shed some of this baby weight that she's been struggling to lose, and it's going to help her keep up with crews. And, like, good for her. I think, you know, do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you feel empowered. Do whatever it is that, you know, makes you feel confident in in your in yourself. And get that paycheck, girl. You got a baby to support and you got a man to support. So, I mean, if Jax can't, you know, put those bunions to work, then she better go and make some living for baby crew's sake. I am interested, though, because Hartford, Stassi's daughter, just celebrated her first birthday. And Brittany was there, but Jax was not there, and Cruz was not there. And Brittany was originally like, oh, Cruz is at home with Jax. And then we saw that Jax was, like, out with his buddies. So curious as to why she didn't bring Cruz, especially to Hartford's first birthday party. Like, the babies are always together. I wonder if that was, like, a Jax thing where Jax like, I don't want my son hanging around those people. You can hang around them, but my son's not allowed. Because I could see Jax being that bitch, you know? I know he's having like issues with Sandoval and he's like not necessarily fully friends with everybody in the group right now, but I feel like there's more to that story. And I'm curious to know what that story is. This is why like we needed Jax and Stassi and Kristen back this season. I think, you know, we definitely feel their absence, but we'll see what Vanderpump Rules does next season to help it kind of revive itself and revamp itself next season, season 10. So they have to make it a good season if it's season 10. Hello. All right. I think that's all the juiciest tea I've got for you guys, at least until, you know, this, the next episode of the week, which we'll be taping live Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern on the Instagram. So you can join in on that if you're available. And yeah, it'll air Friday morning. So if you can't make it live, you can catch the rebroadcast on Friday. Also, I just announced that um, I need help designing the four new no filter wine can designs. We're going to be 
retiring the the original four, the OG four cans, which are available for sale right now. So if you, you're going to want to stock up on those before that collection is gone for good, but we're going to be uh, updating some of the branding, launching four new designs. I need your help deciding on which designs, or even if there's one of the original four designs that you really love that you think we should keep, let me know. Go on Instagram, leave a comment. There's a post there right now that you can go and comment on and let me know what slogans you want, what designs you really think we should add into the wine collection. We're going to be launching four new designs. And not only that, but we're going to have the rosé, and in addition to the rosé, we're also going to be launching a new fizzy white wine. So you're going to have fizzy rosé, and you're going to have fizzy white, both which will be available very soon. So all we need your help with now is just coming up with those four designs and those four slogans. Based off of, I'm going to let everybody share their feedback over the next couple of days so people can send in their submissions. Don't DM them. Please go and comment on the Instagram post because I know some people have already sent me a lot of DMs with their ideas and I appreciate the DMs. But tracking all of the DMs is very challenging. So at least if they're all in one post, it's easy to track there. But so go leave a comment. Help us decide what the next four slogans are going to be and get ready for a newly revamped no filter wine coming out soon in a rosé and a fizzy white. I can't wait to to share it with you guys. And trust me, there's a lot more on the horizon for it later this year, but in order to make those things happen, we definitely need to keep, you know, keep the wine moving people. But there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon for this year, and I can't wait to announce it all. There's a lot that I've been up to. There's one really big announcement that I'm hoping I can announce before Valentine's Day because that one's going to be freaking huge, and I cannot wait. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for all the love. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for buying No Filter Wine. It has been such an incredible – like, honestly, No Filter Wine was supposed to be a limited edition summer thing that we did last year. It was launched in June and it was only supposed to run until August and it did well. And then we launched the new Potomac Drag Me limited edition cans and those sold out, which was incredible. And we kept the the OG four going. We reformulated to 14%. We have, you know, now we're keeping it moving. So thank you guys for helping me continue to grow and expand this wine line. It was just supposed to be a fun summer thing that we did and I didn't expect to be here now, you know, heading into a full year of no filter wine. But thank you guys. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. Also, we do have Bravo book club that we do every Tuesday. We're currently reading Margaret Joseph's book, Caviar Dreams on a Tuna Fish Budget. So if you want to join Bravo book club, then be sure to grab a copy of Caviar Dreams on a Tuna Fish Budget, where we broke down the first four chapters this week. We'll be breaking down the next four chapters next week. So that's chapter five, six, seven, and eight. So if you want to join, we go live every Tuesday night. We do our regular Instagram lives every Thursday nights. And if you are doing the 21-day detox, sugar detox with me, I'm going to be going live on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 9, 10, 11, 12 Eastern. That way we can check in, see how everybody's doing, and just kind of have a fun, like, coffee morning vibe, chatting about it and getting through it all together. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. That's me and I L O V E U. I love you and I appreciate you. And let me know how your week is going. Everybody, everybody in the club getting to it. 
All right, guys, have a wonderful day. I will talk to you if you're listening to this on the podcast or watching this on YouTube. New episode will drop Friday morning, and that'll be the rebroadcast for Thursday Night Live. Send me the tea as you see it coming in, because I know I am ready to spill it. All right, guys, if you haven't done so yet, go and check out Pure Cane, purecane.com. I'm right here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Drinking some of their new electrolyte drink, electrolyte drink mix, which is delicious. There's no sugar in it and it helps boost your immune system, which I love, especially this time of year when everybody's getting sicky icky. So if you want an immune boost, go and check that out. Head to purecane.com. It's what I'm using to help get through this 21-day sugar detox because they have no calories, no sugar, diabetic-friendly, keto-friendly, um, low, no glycemic, not even low glycemic, but no glycemic, but yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. I will talk to you later this week. Bye.